0: Hey, welcome to our podcast. I'm Tom Blackwood, Executive Pastor at Calvary Church. We hope you'll find something every week that inspires and encourages you in your faith. You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen so that you'll never miss an update. Hope you enjoy the message. He is the only one who can amen will you do me a favor today as, as we are just going through the words of that song I just felt like there was just a, a, a spirit of intercession in the room for those things that may seem impossible that uh, that God would just step in the middle of your impossible and show those things to be probable. In in God's eyes, like God can do all the things that we've ever imagined and then some. And there's a specific thing that I'd love for us to pray um, about today, and that's just our our nation. We've walked through this past week just some some things that uh, we're just... uh, um, as the church, we are understanding that we just need to focus our hearts on God. And when we get our vision correct and what he has for us and what he is wanting us to do, then all the other things work themselves out. So I just want us to pray for our nation and leaders and that we, as the church, would be the church. And we would stand for truth and we would stand on the word of God and that would not fail. So can we just agree together with that in prayer? Father, I pray right now that you would just... Would just Be who you are to the leaders of our nation. God, show yourself real to those men and women that that God, some of them may be seeking you very fervently, others, Possibly not, but God, you are still God and you can show yourself to people no matter their posture. And I pray that you would do that today uh, across this nation in leadership and in us as the church, that we would stand on truth, that we would stand for your word. God, even when it becomes uncomfortable, God, I pray that you would give us the, the strength to know that when some people see bones, you see armies when some people see a sea you see a highway when some people see a mountain god you see it falling at your name and and us as the kingdom of god and as your purpose is walking through and father i pray right now that you would just give a renewed sense of your presence to those that are serving in leadership that uh are, are, are challenged by that right now. Give them encouragement and strength, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, God is good, amen? Well, thank you so much for worshiping. You can be seated. If you want to turn around and say hi to someone as you're doing that, that would be fantastic. Welcome them into God's house here today. Amen. Well, it's been a phenomenal week, and uh, I've I've heard it once. I've heard it 15 million times today about the the weather, and isn't it weird? Like, everybody says, oh, welcome to North Carolina. Well, we've just had a different little shift. I'm, I'm in rebellion, and I said, I'm wearing short sleeves, and I am proclaiming spring and summer. I'm not bringing out the jackets. So, anyway... It's been a a fun week and a fun uh, weekend here, and uh, we're so glad that you're here. It's Mother's Day, and so many of you, I may be looking out here and seeing new faces. You're here visiting Mom, and we just want to say welcome. We're glad that you're here. We know that you may have a home church somewhere else, and we pray that you would just be blessed in that. And some of our family are joining online here because you're visiting with Mom, and uh, we miss you, but have a great day worshiping the Lord there uh, with your family as well. In fact, I think. I think it would be great for us to welcome one of the newest members of Calvary Church within like the last several hours, one of our own. I'm not sure if Pastor G and Trudy may be watching online, but Miss Trudy gave birth to their third little daughter just a few hours ago. And so Pastor G, we love you. And Trudy. So. No, they'll be, in fact, they, she's early and so they didn't have a name picked out. And so just pray for, for, for Trudy and baby and the family there. It'd be great. In fact, I saw also another little new one uh, somewhere. I don't know, Lindsay and Moon, are you here somewhere with this new, they were there in the back. So welcome to your new little, little baby girl too. And we're glad that you're here with us as well. We love you guys. All the moms, Yeah. So I, I I had a dad joke in the first service, and I'm just going to bless you with it again. And I would say, I said to my mom, uh, it's kind of an inside joke. She was joining online in the early service. I said, Mom, you should have received a card from me in the mail just to say Happy Mother's Day. You didn't, but you should have received that card. So there you go. Feel free to use that wherever Anyway, well, it's been a great couple of weeks here at Calvary Church. If you've uh, uh, been in, involved in different activities, you understand that that uh, we have seen God continue to bless through our worship and our giving. And uh, I'm just so honored to be a part of a family that understands biblical principles as it relates to our uh, our giving and how we worship the Lord in our giving. And in fact, we believe God's word is true. God's word teaches us that we are to return to the Lord, his tithes and bring to him our offerings. And so I'm going to encourage you today. We, we stop down every, every service to, to draw attention to that aspect of giving. And you can do that in several different ways. There's an envelope on that seat pocket there in front of you. You can give through through the envelope there as a check. You can drop it in the buckets there on your way out. You can give online. If you're joining with us online, you can do that uh calvarytriad.com slash give. Our campus pastors are popping up a little link there for you to, to give there as well. Or you can text to give. And you text the amount to 84321. And uh, whatever method you use there to give, we thank you for it. Next week is going Going to be an incredible week. May 15th, we are celebrating kind of the official launch of Kingdom Builders and what God is doing as we recalibrate our hearts towards missions and how God is, is using us and, and furthering the gospel in the kingdom all over the world. And so we're excited about that. There's some things that are going to be taking place in the rooms. um, um out in the lobby there that used to be the 336 room. We're going to rebrand that and rethink that as it relates to Kingdom Builders. You'll see some things out there changing. We have a goal next week to, to seed this vision as it relates to Kingdom Builders with $100,000. And that seems like a pretty big big gift. But the truth of it is, is if that, if that were all that Calvary Church were to give for the year, that would be a step back. So that is just for this time frame between now and May 15th. And we've already seen, here's like, you know, can I get a little drum roll in the place here? Can you do that? You guys are, yeah, you're talented. We've already seen about 54,000 of that come in already to get us to the 100,000. So... We're gonna we're gonna just celebrate blowing right past that goal for next week. So some of you that have been asking, now are you wanting us to wait to give? Then no, like let's go. Let's just blow through it now and and do that. You've seen if you've been here the last couple of weeks, we've already given away. Um, uh, over half of that to to missions uh, entities and different ministries locally and globally. It's just been exciting to see God working in and through us. Kingdom Builders is having an impact. In fact, I wanna show you where Kingdom Builders is having an impact even here in the triad. This past weekend, um, yesterday as a matter of fact, Pastor Tom led a team and uh, actually Pastor G and Pastor Tom did as well but Pastor G he skipped out on us. I can't imagine why he wasn't there with us. Miss um, Trudy says, "Oh, I can imagine. They were at the hospital all day yesterday." But so there were some men and women that served at the the baseball fields there at Northwest Middle School and uh, redid the bleachers there, put new lumber down on those those bleachers and and painted the dugouts and or or put the the sealer on the dugouts to keep them nice and healthy. Built some shelves in one of the the. Uh, The buildings there, the maintenance shed for the the middle school, it was really cool. The coach there at Northwest Middle School is one of our own, Coach Tyler. Uh, He uh, spoke to us afterwards and just said thank you and, and shared his hearts and then just said, it's just really awesome to see my church having an impact in my school. And uh, that's what Kingdom Builders is all about. It doesn't just have to be all over the world. It can be here locally. And so you're you're giving into those ministries is being a huge help. Thank you for those of you that not only gave, but also came and participated. Then also yesterday, it was a fun um, day here at Calvary as it relates to some of the ministries. I see some of you Teen Challenge guys are like smiling. You've got some jokes, right? We need to talk afterwards because these Teen Challenge guys helped serve at the uh, Calvary Women's, uh, the Inspire event, our, our ministry with women, um, to women and, and, and through women and just our women's ministries here at Calvary, Calvary Inspire, and they had their party, right? So men, you know nothing about this except for some of you guys team challenge you kind of helped this but uh, it was a phenomenal time in fact we talked about just the different registration of it and they had to cap it like they hit their max and had to say we don't have any more space that's a great problem to have right and so yeah that's awesome (laughs) There was It was a, a time you would have thought you were looking at the Kentucky Derby pregame show or whatever. No, there were a lot of hats going on yesterday here, and uh, it was a fun time for all the women and just a time of fellowship and getting together and seeing life and, and challenging others, uh, each other, and encouraging. In fact, I mentioned the Teen Challenge, guys. Not that you guys really don't steal the show, but that picture, I just couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't pass it up. You men are awesome. so thank you guys for helping serve our women here at the church. You guys are tremendous. It's just been a great weekend. We had our ministry to Smith Holmes last weekend. In fact, I failed to mention it. this one in the early service. I apologize. But our junior Bible quiz, Bible quizzers, they competed at regionals, um, and they've made it to nationals. They're like the real deal. They're incredible. These guys, uh, these young men and women, they know the Word of God, and they they can quote it, and they'll challenge you too. They'll, in fact, Pastor Kim, be careful, you know, don't misquote a scripture today because they'll they'll uh, they'll catch you on it. God's doing some great things here at Calvary, and we're excited that you're here with us, just joining us with us on that journey. Um, it's it's an honor. Um, my wife and I have been here as, as your pastors uh, since November of last year, and it's been a, 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 an incredible joy. This past week, we had an opportunity to, to have dinner with a few of the, the couples here. Friday night, just people opened up their homes. We've just had a blast getting to know you, and seeing what God has for us. And today, we're gonna continue with that journey. My wife, Pastor Kim, is going to bring the word today. It's Mother's Day, and uh, God is gonna use her in an incredible way, and so I'm so excited as we just come into contact with the word of God. Every time, what happens? We are changed by the power of the word, amen? Amen, so would you do me a favor and welcome Pastor Kim Catering as she comes and shares?
1: Good morning. It is my joy to be with you here today on Mother's Day. And um, I know, I think this is probably at least the third or fourth time it's been said from the stage Happy Mother's Day. Um, So we're glad you're here. And I hope this morning that you texted your mom and your mothers in law and your spiritual mothers and your foster mothers and your adoptive mothers and your aunt that was like a mother to you, and your big sister who helped nurture and raise you. We celebrate all the women today that nurtured us and made us into the people that we are. And I hope that you show great appreciation for many women in your life, not just your natural mother. Because God puts us in families, the word says, and those can be natural families, but they can also be spiritual families. And we are grateful to God for spiritual families as well. So um, when we come to a day like Mother's Day, though, that we can't pass any holiday really without acknowledging that along with the joys, there comes some sadness and some challenges for folks. Uh, because I'm aware that, you know, today may be your first Mother's Day without your mom, or it may be your first Mother's Day without one of your children, or maybe you have a strained relationship with a child, or maybe you lost a child a long time ago, or a, a mother or a wife, and this is a difficult day for some. And last year, um, the Lord showed me something on Mother's Day about that, about those that would grieve and mourn on Mother's Day. And I was asking the Lord, Lord, what what do you say in a moment like that? I mean, it's such a difficult thing to address. Of course, you wanna honor those that deserve honor, but then you wanna give acknowledgement to those that are grieving and in pain on a day like this. And when I was praying about that and asking the Lord for what he would have me to share, he dropped into my heart um, a scripture Jesus wept. And as a child, I remember that was like the shortest verse in the Bible. Anybody can memorize that verse because we memorized Jesus wept. Um, So as I lurked off that into my mind, I, I went and read the context of that account around that verse. And it was actually when Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. You see, Jesus was away from uh, Lazarus's town. He was with his disciples. And word came to him that Lazarus was sick. And so he delayed his going to Lazarus um, for a few days. And so when he finally decided to go, he said to his disciples, he said, you know, um, Lazarus is asleep. And they were like, oh, okay, well, you know, that will be fine then. He says, no, I mean, he's dead. and but yet, I'm glad I waited because I'm glad for your sakes. And so we get a clue there that Jesus knows exactly what he's going there to do. And so he travels from where he's at to the town of Bethsaida where Lazarus and his sisters live. And when he gets there, I was really struck. as I, I mean, I've read this account many times. But this time, what really stuck out to me was how he does not walk straight to the tomb. I mean, he had a purpose in going, going there. He knew exactly what he had gone there to do, but he did not walk straight to the tomb. He first went to Martha and he talked to her and he let her ask her questions and be angry and be frustrated. And then he went to Mary and he grieved with them and he talked to them and he listened to them. And then Jesus wept with them. And I want you to know today that just like Jesus did not walk past the women straight to the tomb, that he's not walked past your grief either. And he knows where you are today. And many people may have grieved with you in the moment and then forgotten later that you were the person who couldn't have children or that you were the person that lost a child. But Jesus has not forgotten. And he sees you and he weeps with you. He knows your pain and your grief, and it has not escaped him on this day. Will you bow your heads and pray with me, our Heavenly Father? We're grateful for your goodness, for your mercy, love, and great grace. We're grateful to servant Lord who loves us and sees us. You see our pain, and you weep with us, and you walk it out with us, Lord God. You have not forgotten where we are today. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for your great love for us. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, today we're gonna be together um, in 2 Kings chapter six. So if you wanna get your device or your Bible ready or get out the note card in front of you, we're gonna be in 2 Kings chapter six in uh, the NLT, or New Living Translation of the Bible. And the title of our message is gonna be Open Our Eyes, God, Open Our Eyes. And there were several uh, lines in the songs we sang today about opening our eyes or letting us see things the way God sees them. And I believe God has a word that he's prepared for us today, for you today, to open our eyes. So there we are in Second uh, Kings. I'm going to just summarize kind of verses 8 through 10 and set up the background of what's going on here, and then we'll pick up reading together in verse 11. But during these days, uh, Israel, the country of Israel, and um the Arameans were actually battling against each other. And so what would happen is the Arameans were sending raiding uh, armies in to the towns and villages of Israel and they would kind of do a snatch and grab. They would set up a camp on the border of the country, somewhere that was accessible to a village. They would scout out that village and then they would Descend on these unsuspecting people, rob their towns, and then leave, go back to the camp, regroup, move the camp, and do it all over again. So this has happened several times, and then the Lord actually begins to reveal to Elisha, the prophet, where these armies are setting up their camps. So Elijah was a prophet, and then the prophet that followed him was Elisha. And so um, the next time this happens, so Elisha says to the king of Israel, "Hey, this is where this army has set up next. This is where they're going to do their next raid." And so they, you know, sent a scout and found out and confirmed that, sure enough, that's where they were. And so the king uh, of Israel sent his armies, and they were ready for them. So when they went, what they thought was going to be an easy snatch and grab on these unsuspecting people, they were met by an army and they were the ones shocked and surprised to find that there was an army there waiting for them. Well, this happened to them more than one time. And finally, the king of Ram said, who is telling them where we're going to be? How on earth can they know where we are going to raid next? And that's kind of where we pick up in our story today in verse 11 of 2 Kings chapter six. So the king of Aram became very upset over this. He called his officers together and demanded, which of you is the traitor? You can only imagine, but how else would anybody know except that somebody must be telling them, right? Who has been informing the king of Israel of my plans? It's not us, my lord, the king, one of the officers replied. Elisha, the prophet in Israel, tells the king of Israel, even the words you speak in the privacy of your bedroom. Wow. Wow. The Lord told the prophet, even what the king of the opposing army of their enemies was saying in the privacy of his own bedroom. Well, you can imagine that that would, um, that would, not get a good response for the king. So we'll see that here in just a minute, but I want to stop right here, two verses in, and I want to encourage you with the first thing that I think the Lord would want to say to us today, which is this: that we should expect the Lord to speak to us. This was not just reserved for a prophet in the Bible. In John I believe I have it on the screen there we go, John 14:26. Jesus says, but when the father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of what I have told to you. This was not just reserved for the days of the Bible. God still speaks to his people today. So we, you should expect that if you are in relationship with Jesus, that God will speak to you. How else would he draw you to salvation if it wasn't his Holy Spirit speaking to you? And it doesn't stop at that. He does not stop speaking to you when he draws you into relationship with him and says, come home to me. That same way he spoke to you and drew you to himself, he still wants to speak to you today. So we should expect the Lord to speak to us. You know, the second thing under that is His speaking is usually just kind of a gentle nudge or maybe a fuzzy idea that you think, I think that might be from the Lord. Like, I'm not really sure, but that sounds like something God would say, or that sounds like something I've heard in the Bible, or you may think like I do sometimes, that sounds way too smart to be straight from me. Surely the Holy Spirit told me that because there's no way I would be smart enough to know that on my own. There've been times when I'm parenting and I say something to my kids and afterward I think, wow, that was good. Where did I get that from? (laughs) That had to be the Lord. I'm not that smart. I've never done this before. But the Lord will speak to you and he will give you um, what my friend calls a Holy Spirit nudges and maybe some ideas in your head that you think, you know what, that... I think that might be from the Lord and it's often not a blinking sign in the sky or an audible voice. I've actually never heard an audible voice of the Lord, but I do feel like God speaks to me and directs me on a regular basis. So I, I want to demystify that if you've never heard the audible voice of God or you don't think you could walk up to someone and say, thus saith the Lord, this is what God told me you did last night. It's not always like that. And I want you to know that you can expect to hear from the Lord. And if you get those ideas or those nudges, maybe that's just the Lord speaking to you. And the second thing under expecting the Lord to speak is this don't shrug off those nudges. When you feel like this might be the Lord, lean into it, practice listening and acting based on those nudges. And that can be scary, but it can be as simple as, hey, I'm not really sure if this is from the Lord, but just in case it is, I think he wants you to be encouraged with this. Just in case this is from the Lord, I just wanted to say this to you today. Maybe it's a text that you send to somebody of encouragement. I know there was a time when we were raising our kids and some mornings I would be praying for my children and the Lord would just kind of give me this, this feeling that, you know what? I need to stay on that one for a little bit longer. I need to pray over that kid for just a little bit longer. And if that feeling didn't go away, I would think, hmm, maybe there's something up there. Maybe there's a reason why the Lord has me staying there. And I can remember one time in particular, now in the first service I told this story And I kept it anonymous to protect the guilty. But then I got a text after the first service that said, well, you told my story, you might as well just say who it was. So so there was a time when I went to my son and said, "Um, is everything okay with you? Now notice I didn't go up to him and say, thus saith the Lord, God told me what's going on in your life. I just said, is everything okay? And of course he said, everything's fine are you sure everything's okay? Yep. Everything's good. I'm good. All right. <laughs> if you say so. And, oh yeah, I'm good. So then I went back to him a couple of days later. Are you sure everything's okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm fine. Well, you know, I was praying and I just felt like maybe there's something, you know, cause I, I'm not sure. I don't have like the real specific, but also I'm kind of inviting him to you know, maybe the Lord's speaking to me here, and maybe you need this. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. So, you know, that happened maybe two or three times. And then finally, a few weeks later, it all comes out. There was something going on, but he was not going to fess up. And so, a few weeks later, we figure out what was going on. And I said, Son, this is why I came to you. This is, I know, but I didn't want to tell you. I was trying to fix it. I you know, I just wanted it to go away. And so, um, But the Lord was speaking to me and I did not shrug off that nudge. I just went to him very unassuming and said, is everything okay? I just want you to know I'm praying for you. I just want you to know you've been on my heart. The Lord's brought you to my mind and I'm praying for you. And as an adult, we were talking about this at one point in time and he said, yeah, I never thought that was fair. (laughs) To which I said, the Lord is not fair. He loves you that much. (laughs) That you are his favorite and he is not going to be fair. He's going to come after you with everything he has. But don't shrug off those nudges. Practice listening to them. They can be very simple, but they can be very important. Oops, there we go. All right, and finally, I want to say this to you about expecting the Lord to speak. This is not always just about what he's revealing to you through his speaking, but it's about the relationship that he's also developing with you because you're listening to him. You're responding to him. You're listening to him. You're responding to him. The Lord is always about the relationship. It's never just a means to an end. It always, the relationship is the end. The relationship is the purpose. So listen to the Lord, expect him to speak to you because he will and he does. He does speak to his children because he loves us, he wants to guide us and direct us and he wants to build a relationship with us. You know, you wouldn't have much of a relationship with your spouse or your friend if you didn't communicate with each other and that communication can't just be one way. So you've got to listen to the Lord and expect him to speak to you. You know, there are some um, groups of even Christians, people that call themselves Christians that would say, um, and I'm not doubting their sincerity in the Lord, but that would say, uh, well, the Lord only spoke to people in the New Testament, that's not for today. But that's just not true. The Lord does still speak to people today. And that was not just for people in the Bible. And then there are some people who, you know, in our society, they've just like pushed God off to the side and and they don't believe God speaks to anybody. And that maybe you're a little crazy even if you think God is speaking to you, that that's just kind of an insane idea. But I want to encourage you today that that is not crazy. God does speak to you. He is always trying to speak to whoever will listen to him. All right, so you need to... (laughs) expect the lord to speak to you all right moving on in verse 13 second Kings 6 13 so then the king says all right elisha he's telling all my secrets so his response go and find out where he is the king commanded so i can send troops to seize him then the report came back to the king elisha is at dothan so they sent out the troops, they figured out where he was, and now they're hatching a plan. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> the plot thickens. So, verse 14. So one night, the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. All right, so they've got this big army, they found out where he's at, they've got their horses and chariots surrounding the city of Dothan, and now they're going dis- to try to descend on Elisha to um, capture him so that he can no longer be the informant to the king of what, he's, of what the other king of Aram is saying in his bedroom. Verse 15, when the servant of the man got up early the next morning. Okay, so during the night, they send this army. The next morning, uh, Elisha and his servant, they get up, they rise up from wherever they're staying and he goes outside early the next morning uh, when the servant of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. Can you imagine? <laughs> if you went out there and you recognized those are the colors of our enemy and they are surrounding us, oh, sir, what will we do now? Some of you may have gotten news just yesterday or just this week and you thought to yourself, oh Lord, what are we gonna do now? Maybe you have a health report or financial situation or somebody has accused you of something wrongly and you thought, Lord, what am I going to do now? Well, let's see what the prophet had to say about that. In verse 16, Elisha says, don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than there are on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, "O Lord, open his eyes and let him see." The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside Elisha, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses of chariots and fire. A man, don't you love the Lord? The army was descending on them. The enemy thought they had them trapped. And Elisha said, oh no, open his eyes, Lord. Let him see that there are more on our side than there are on theirs. You see, the servant said, oh Lord, what will we do? And let's be honest, we've all been in the place of the servant before. We've all been faced with situations in our lives where we go, I don't know what I'm gonna do. This seems impossible. I've been praying about this for years and nothing is happening. I've been praying about this for years and it actually seems like it's getting worse or you get blindsided with something you never saw coming and you say, oh Lord, what are we going to do? We've all been there, but God wants to encourage us today to move from the vision of the servant to the vision of the prophet and to declare there are more on our side than there are on theirs. That we are, the God we serve is bigger and stronger than anything that the enemy can bring against us. There are more on our side than there are on theirs. You know, we don't know how Elisha uh, knew this information. God never tells us, the Bible doesn't tell us. You know, sometimes the Bible is just conspicuously silent on some of those details. But that's actually a really great place to just stop and ponder. Like, how, what that must have been like? How could that have been? And you know, the Bible doesn't tell us, did Elisha know the night before that this was gonna happen? Did he have a dream in the middle of the night? Or did you just walk outside and go, wow, there's two armies up there. That's different. That doesn't usually happen when I wake up in the morning. We don't know how Elisha came about this information, but it's kind of interesting to think about what the Lord might've done to show that to him. Because the Lord could do some of those things for us when he speaks to us and shows us things as well. So when the enemy was surrounding Elisha, he didn't get anxious, he didn't get afraid, because he had eyes to see the supernatural. You see, his perspective was not confined to the natural things of this world. He saw the supernatural things of God. So the next thing that I think the Lord wants to encourage us with today is don't confine your perspective to the natural. I mean, we all live in a natural world. We live in natural bodies. And so it's really easy. it's really natural to confine your vision and your thoughts to what you can see in front of you and what we can what we hear and what we see and what we can touch and not and lose sight of there are things going on all around us in the supernatural that we may not be aware of or we may not be seeing You see, the Bible from beginning to end talks about angels and demons and powers and principalities. And there are things going on in the supernatural realm that you and I may not be able to see but we do have access to a God who sees it all and he wants to tell us to get our eyes off of our natural perspective and to have a supernatural perspective that says, you know what, even though I can't see it, I believe God is working on my behalf. I believe God is working on behalf of my loved one. And even when I can't see it, I know that God is working for me, that there are more on my side than there are on theirs. You see, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, we walk by faith and not by sight. Hebrews 11, 1 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things we cannot see. Do you hear that? Faith is the evidence of things we cannot see. If we cannot see them, That means they're there. They just haven't come to pass in the natural yet, but they are still there in the supernatural. God is still working for us. So I want to encourage you that even though, just because you don't see the answer yet, doesn't mean that God's not working on it. Let that sink in, especially those of you that have been praying for something for a long time. Just because you don't see something yet, does not mean that God is not working out the process. Because many times those answered prayers are part of a process or they're the end of a long process that we have to go through with the Lord. Remember, he's all about building that relationship and that he's maybe doing in and through some other people or some other thing that we can't always see when it's going on. In Daniel 10, we were told about a time when Daniel prayed and an angel came to Daniel and said, Daniel, I got here as fast as I could. Man, I know you've been praying for a long time, but for 21 days, I've been fighting off this demon that was trying to keep me from answering your prayer and I tried to get here, but then I had to call in reinforcements and get another angel to come help me fight so that he could take care of that and I could come to you. Did you hear that? For 21 days, Daniel prayed, and there seemed to be no answers in sight. But there were things going on in the spirit realm that Daniel had no idea about, and Daniel continued to pray. In fact, the angel came to him while he was praying. Daniel was faithful to pray even when he didn't see the answer come right away. So just because you don't see the answer yet, doesn't mean that God's not working on the answer. And the other thing we need to remember is that oftentimes things seem worse right before the answer comes. You see your enemy, the devil, he knows what's going on in the spirit realm even though we don't always. And when he senses that he's about to lose the battle, a lot of times he just goes at it even stronger and even harder. I've heard many people who've walked away from a lifestyle of sin and um, and just giving themselves over to lifestyle of sin that would say when I was the most ornery, belligerent, difficult person was when God was dealing with me the most. I felt the turmoil inside. I knew God was drawing me and I was fighting it and that fight came out as looking like I was mad at the world. I was belligerent. I didn't want anybody to talk to me, leave me alone. I seemed like the most stubborn, awful person because things that were going on inside of me caused me to push back and push against. So, oftentimes, when things seem the worst, that may mean that your answer is right around the corner. So, keep praying. Keep your eyes on the supernatural perspective. Remember that the God who is for you is more than those who are against you and that God is still working out those things that you've been praying for. You know, I'm reminded in Genesis chapter 21 that God opened Hagar's eyes so that she could see a well of water to save her son's life. And in Numbers 22, God opened Balaam's eyes so that he could be warned not to go against what God's will was. And in Matthew 24, the disciples' eyes were opened so that they could see the risen Christ. You see, God is in the business of opening people's eyes and he will help you to see the things that you cannot see in the natural while you continue to pray and believe for the answer to come. uh oh, There we go. So I just wanna remind you today that the eyes of the servant are natural eyes. What we all tend to do as our first response is to say, oh sir, what will we do now? But the eyes of the prophet says, For there are more on our side than there are on theirs. You see, I think there's some people in here today that you've had the perspective of the prophet or of the servant. And today God's saying, I've come to help you find the perspective of the prophet. I want to give you the encouragement to open your eyes and see that there are more on your side than there are on theirs The God who is fighting for you is greater than those who are fighting against you. As the worship team comes, I wanna speak to a couple of different needs and groups in this place today. Would the prayer team also join us up at the front? Because we're gonna offer prayer today for those of you that want prayer. Because sometimes you need a prophet to stand with you and say, look at the supernatural. Sometimes it's hard to see that by yourself and you need someone to point it out and show it to you and help you see what's going on in the spirit realm when you feel discouraged and when you feel like maybe your prayers aren't being answered. But before we go there today, I wanna speak to another group of people in this room. There may be some of you that all of this sounds really foreign, because you don't even know the Lord. Like maybe I'm the one somebody's been praying for, I don't know, but I don't, I don't know God, I don't hear from God, I don't speak to God, but today I feel like something's going on inside of me and maybe that's the Lord speaking to you and drawing you home. There may be some of you that you know about the Lord, maybe you at one time knew the Lord and had a relationship but you're far from the Lord now. You've been running away from the Lord and he's trying to draw you in this place today to walk with him. And then there may be some of you that say, oh, I know about the supernatural, but not because I've been talking to God. I've been involved in the occult or drugs or some other things. And I'm all too familiar with the supernatural, but it's not been a good thing in my life. The Lord can forgive you of anything. In fact, he died on the cross to forgive the worst of us for everything we've done because relationship is the most important thing to him. He's always about the relationship. Would you bow your heads with me today? While everybody's heads are bowed and their eyes are closed, if you feel like wow, my heart is pounding out of my chest. I know the Lord's speaking to me today. Before today, I might've doubted whether the Lord would speak to people, but I feel him speaking to me, drawing me and telling me that he's welcoming me home with open arms if I will just come. And if that's you today and you want to come home to Jesus, you're tired of running from him. You're tired of all the things you're tangled up in all the things that have taken over your life that feel like they're spiraling out of control and you just wanna say, I surrender, I give up, I'm done, Jesus, I'll do whatever you want because I'm tired of this life. If that's you in your place today with everybody's heads bowed and their eyes closed, would you just raise your hand? Just slip up your hand. Just slip up your hand. And as soon as I see your hand, Thank you in the back. I see your hand. You can put it back down. Anybody else? Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. Anybody else today? You're tired of running from God. You know you've not been living where you should be and you're just worn out with it and you want to come home to Jesus today. Anybody else? Okay. All right, well here in a minute, those of you that just raised your hands, I'm gonna invite you. If you wanna come forward, these prayer team members, they will uh, pray with you and pray for you. And not only that, they will help you get started on your journey because it is a journey. It is a relationship that you have to build and cultivate for the rest of your life. But if you take one step towards God, I promise you he'll take a million more back towards you and he will help you. And there are people here that want to help you get on the right path in that journey. The second ask today is gonna be for those of you that you've been praying for a situation either that you've been praying for for years, or maybe it's something that has just happened to you out of nowhere and you feel blindsided and you say, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know what else to do maybe. I've been praying for years for this thing and I feel like, oh Lord God, what are we gonna do? Or something has just hit you out of nowhere and you feel like you don't know what to do. There are people here today that wanna stand with you and be that voice of the prophet who would say to you, here, let me join my faith with yours. And let us together go from the natural to the supernatural. Let us together, as we join our hearts and join our faith, move from we don't know what to do to open your eyes and see there are more on our side than there are on theirs. For those of you in this place that uh, gave your hearts to the Lord, and really for all of us, would you repeat a prayer after me? so that we can help these folks begin their journey. Please repeat these words as I say them. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for creating me for a relationship with you. I no longer want to run away from that relationship, but I wanna come home to you today. Thank you for dying on the cross to make a way for that. Thank you for offering to forgive my sins so that I can come to you blameless and pure through the sacrifice that you've made. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Will you stand all over this place? Worship team, will you go ahead and sing softly? And all I see is that You see my victory. Lord into your heart today or if you need to pray with someone and stand in faith for a situation in your life would you come down here these people are here ready to pray with you I would to invite you just to come down right now and agree together in prayer to begin your relationship with Jesus or to gain the faith that you need for a difficult situation in your life where you have felt like you don't know what you're going to do but you need help moving your eyes from the natural to the supernatural. You need God to help you move from, oh Lord, what am I going to do? To, oh Lord, fight on my behalf and show me with supernatural eyes that you are fighting for me. Come down to this place today and ask the Lord to fight that fight for you. And to give you faith to see that he is in the battle with you.
0: Jesus.